Good evening on this awesome Sunday night. Trust you had a phenomenal Sunday during the morning and the afternoon and with all the food you were eating. And uh, But it's great to be with you at home again tonight and to share the word. Now tonight we're going to do a tag team thing. So I've got, they put me on limited speaking time and I need to get the word through. And uh, just want to say welcome to all our pastors and uh, from Lovedal International. And we've got a lot of them, all different ages and uh, some of the leaders. And we're so grateful that you can be with us tonight. And we trust that you are positioned for greatness. Say, I'm destined for greatness. Every person tonight, I'm destined for greatness. Now, this morning we shared a powerful, powerful, powerful word. And uh, the people that testify about what the word did for them. Because remember, the word is a light and a lamp. And this word will give you direction, correction to experience the greatness of God. Now, I made a statement this morning. I thought I'm going to read all the pastor's names. and But uh, we're so glad that you're with us. And glad for all the prayer walks our people did. If I know how to show you the pictures and how people did prayer walk before the broadcast. And they did it before the nine o'clock broadcast service. And this morning we spoke about the athlete, the soldier, and we spoke about the farmer. Now tonight I'm going to take you deeper because this morning we shared about God's laws of sowing and reaping. In the old time, before there was all these modern technology, <laughs> the sower will go and then he will sow broad. And that's where the word broadcast come from because they broadcast. He walks and he did not only plant one seed at a time, he broadcast them. And that's why we broadcast tonight to reach more people. That's true. That's where the word broadcast come from because that's how they operate in the old days. Now, tonight, I want to take you into another dimension that you can understand the three things that can help you not to step on the booby traps of life, how to build a barrier around you so that you can operate in God's perfect dimensions. Now, this is phenomenal because we're talking on sowing. Now, you heard all the previous Sundays we say, sow, grow, and uh, go. <laughs> now we say sowing or growing, sowing and going. And I want to help you because this is very powerful. We are in day 113 of the lockdown. Oh my word. And this is phenomenal because we are a first century church operating or living in a 21st century world. Now, to be significant and effective, we need three things in life. A model, come on, a mentor, and then the people following. So our best model is Jesus. We can model him. That's why Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. Acts chapter 2, 42, that's what all the disciples did in the first church. They model Jesus. They follow his principles. They operate by what he said so that there can be a significance in life because the three antidotes, listen 
to the great temptations in life. And it's very simple. Now, sometimes people, the medical people wants to give you uh, big terminologies for what <laughs> they discover. But the Bible is a very plain book. Scripture must answer Scripture. Now, the three things that I spoke a few weeks, I think when we did about obedience, the three things that's the antidote to the great temptations in life is number one, integrity. I need to be humble, humility, and generosity. Now, this is the thing. If you want the blessing of God on your life and you want the power of God, listen, in your life and you want the anointing of God through your life, you need to operate in these three things because God can anoint anything, but it's not how you start. It's how you're going to finish. And this is the thing. <laughs> your gift make room for you, but your attitude will keep you there. <laughs> now, this is very important because people bolt their ministries on their gifting, on their personality, on their charisma, on their talents, come on, and how good we can preach. But what lack many times and most of the times is the character of Christ. And this is where we're going to pick up tonight because we're going to speak about one of the three things, generosity, that connects with this morning of sowing and reaping. Now, when I talk about generosity, I'm not talking about money only. I'm talking about you need to be generous in your love. You need to be generous with kind words. You need to be generous to affirm and establish people, to believe in people, to care for people, to reach out to people. Generosity is much more than just money. But it's very important to understand how the Bible actually helps us. And when I operate in humility, in integrity, and in generosity, listen, I build a barrier that will help me not to fall or step on that booby trap. I've seen too many people start in the spirit and then they end up in disaster. Because that's the three things that concludes everything in your life. The character of God flows these things out. Integrity, humility, and generosity. Now, this is so powerful because if I, and that's where people fail, if I'm not fulfilling God's dream of growing, sowing, and going, it's because a lack of integrity, a lack of humility, and a lack of generosity. Now, this is the powerful thing. James comes with the word, and he says, if you apply the word, <laughs> he says, if you become a doer of the word, then you are protected. But if you only hear the word, you've heard word this morning for an hour, <laughs> You can see I was born on the long weekend. If you don't apply that word, the Bible says you are misleading your own heart. Not the devil, not your mother-in-law, not somebody else, 
not the Satanists, not whoever. You deceive your own heart into error by hearing and not doing the word. So I want to help you with the doing aspect tonight in this meeting. And uh, oh my word, it's going to be great. Somebody say, the word is going to be great because everything can fail you, but the word can never. Now, when you operate and the one we share tonight will help enlighten your mind. That's what Paul was praying because there's a ministry of generosity or giving. It's a ministry. <laughs> now, everybody's got that ministry. <laughs> now, this is very important. And if it enlightens your mind, it will bring freedom. Money is not evil. It's the love people have for money and for things. And they chase. They can kill you for a cell phone, for a, <laughs> I think JJ said this morning, for a packet of cigarettes. People are killed. But when you understand it's just tools. Now, this is the thing. If I say, or I preach, or I teach, I want to help you. Because it's, it's the thing that this morning we spoke on that 12 laws of sowing and reaping. And that means generosity. What? It's the nature, the character. And I will tell that because I'm going to give you the 12 things that manifest and that helps you to be everything God wants you to be. Because these 12 things out of generosity, you cannot separate generosity from uh, integrity or uh, separate humility from it. Because they are like a triplets all the time. And this is important because that you need to understand Christ's nature must manifest in every area of our lives. Now, if I say or I preach, or I teach. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Listen. <laughs> then I will be generous. If I don't have generosity, and I say Christ, the hope of glory in me, I'm displaying a lie. Because you can never separate God, who loved the world so much, that he displayed generosity because of that. And then Jesus came. His whole mission was a mission with generosity. Come on, somebody. Because generosity will flow out of me. If Christ, the hope of glory, Colossians says, the Godhead is in you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now, if that's in you, what will flow out of you is meekness. Humility. What will flow out of you is integrity. God see that the sun comes up and the sun goes down. <laughs> He's so good to us. Come on, somebody. And that's all. And generosity. Because I will be a humble person. I will have integrity. And I will manifest generosity. Now, it's interesting that in the Bible... There are more than 7,000. Now, some theologians says there are 30,000 promises in the book. And there's only 31,173 scriptures in the Bible. And they say there's between, now let's say, 
I call it 7,000 plus promises. That means you have 7,000 to 30,000 blank checks that God gives you. And every morning they are new. That checks never expire. You can put a demand on the blessing and on the promises of God. Come on, somebody. Now, (laughs) that blank checks is there for you. Now, God says, if you do this, I will do that. No, Gustav, we are the apostolic and we are the new thing and we are, no, 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 that's the Bible. Legally, God paid for every sinner on the face of the earth. In other words, every sinner is legally, can be saved. But why does people still die and go to hell? Even the most heathen people can be saved. It's because there's an instruction before that, a premise There's a condition. If you believe with your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you will be saved. That's the condition. And every promise of God is this, that God says, because I give you the promise, it's a love test. That's why generosity and humility and integrity, what scripture requires of us is a love test. Do I pass the test? I remember when this move of God that happened in 2013 here at Lofdal happened. And one Saturday I was preparing for the Saturday night. That time we had Friday night, Saturday, Sunday services. And the power of God came upon me in the bedroom and I heard the Lord. He said, this move will turn into a love revolution. Love will be displayed. (laughs) Because love is something different. To understand what love is, you first need to know what love is not. And when you read 1 Corinthians 13, you'll discover love is never self-centered, never seek its own, it's never selfish. But love believes the best, protects people. Come on. My word, that's the the operation of love. (laughs) Excuse me. And love, listen family, is the thing. Why God puts a demand on generosity is the love test. While there's a premise, there's a requirement. There's the word premise can also be a proposition. God comes and he says, do this, Deuteronomy 30. I keep before you death and life, the curse and the blessing, but you choose. Then he tells us how to choose by loving the Lord your God. It's a love test. And that's what generosity is about. Oh my word, it is love in action. The gospel is love in action. Say it, the gospel is love in action. If there's not love involved, I become religious. And religion will scare the daylights out of you. While a relationship will help you to develop in that greatness. Now, if I tell God I love him, come on somebody, and are not generous, then I'm really not loving him. (laughs) It's true. And that's a wow moment. If I say I love God with all of my heart, that's how I must love him. 
I love him with everything, but I'm not generous. I'm actually a liar. If you love your husband or your wife or your children and you're not generous with them, listen, that's not love. You cannot say to your wife, you love her, but she looks like something gone wrong in the washing machine. <laughs> her hair is untidy. She's in rags. She wears that great-grandmother's crumpoline. I grew up in the crumpoline time. I had a crumpoline suit in 1975, a black one. <laughs> Listen, and they will be outdated. But when you love somebody, the person you love, you will always put them above yourself. You will be second. And that's the phenomenal thing about love. Jesus put us above himself. We were created for God, by God, for his pleasure. And that's why God made the provision. Come on, somebody, so that we can live. And he sent Jesus as the perfect model. Then he gave the disciples as the mentors, and he raised mentors up in the 21st century so that we can have true followers of Christ not only religious people. Because if the world was full of and filled with true followers of Christ, we will dominate the atmosphere and will not allow, listen, the devil to think. He is not to think. He's the God of this world. No, he is not. He only has the authority that we as God's people allow him. Now, this is very important because why must I be generous? Because, listen, the reason I need to be generous, it will give me 12 benefits in life. We spoke about the 12 laws, and I'm going to help you with the 12 benefits. Because, remember, we need to grow up. And that's why the scripture we read in Colossians this morning says, let your roots go deep. Because that you can display that faith life and be mature in Christ. Grow up. It's a growing up. It doesn't help you serve God 700 years, but you act like a three-year-old. Everything is mine. Me, myself, and I. Have you seen how children operate when they're little? They have a toy and some other babies come and they hold on to the toy and say, mine, mine. No, that's not what God has intended for us. He said we need to become mature believers. And that's the difference. Number one, if I'm generous, generosity honors God. Wow! So it's got nothing. They just after my money. Now I know there's people out there. If you want a good prophecy... <laughs> a supreme prophecy send $150 and if you just want a normal one seven and that's just penny baloney nonsense God doesn't operate in that the gospel is free it's not cheap but it's free come on somebody now that's why it's very important you will you will be able to expose and discern what's real and what's false because there's a lot of falseness going on at the moment and you need to turn your discernment, discernment level up to be cautious. On Friday night, the youth and I was watching them and one of the boys, I think Brother Ricardo's son, 
He said he had to separate and cut all the negative situations and people around him off. <coughs> That's why not everybody can go where you are going if they don't change. That's important. Now, now, generosity honors God. Listen what scripture says, 2 Corinthians 9.30, New Living Translation. You will be glorified in God through your generous gifts. Listen, your generosity will prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ. Wow. Now, now, this is a phenomenal thing. The word believe in the Bible is there 272 times. The word pray, and it's always very important. Prayer comes in the Bible 371 times. Love, that's very important, 714 times. But the word to give, to be generous, 2,152 times. Why? Because God is a giver. And everything you have right now in life, I don't care if it's a Volkswagen or a Mercedes-Benz or a Jaguar or a Ferrari or a limousine or whatever you have is a gift from God. The fact that we breathe, this is the air I breathe. Remember that song, is a gift. Everything you have is a gift. And God wants you to be generous. <laughs> Excuse me. Shake your feathers somewhere else, you devil. <laughs> Listen, God wants us to be like him. Generous. That's why generosity honors God. Listen what Proverbs chapter 14, 31 says. The ESV translation. Whoever is generous to the needy honors God. Whoever is generous to the needy, how can you say you love God, but you hate your brother? If you have two and your brother lack and you don't give it to him, you're in trouble because everything, it's not sloppy agape. This is love in action with a demonstration of power. The gospel is not only words. The kingdom has words operating. The gospel is a demonstration of power. And there's no more powerful force than love. Come on, people. That's how faith operates. Number two, generosity draws me closer to God. Gustav, are you crazy? How can my giving draw me closer to God? Whatever is important in life, in what I invest my time and my money, that's important. People who gamble, they sit night through at the casino, play the horses, whatever they do. <laughs> scratchy, scratchy, scratchy. <clears throat> Listen, because it's important. People and I watch the car things. That's the only thing that maybe Father Brown's, yeah, most of the time. But otherwise, I love cars, and I watch the restoration of cars. People will pay a fortune for what he loves and what he's focused on. 
Now, if you love God, <laughs> that's why generosity draws me closer to God. Because if I love God and I'll be generous, it will draw me closer. My generosity, my stinginess will take me further away from God and his assignments. Wow. I can never say I'm handed over to God and I'm not handed over to people because God's business is not only to get me in heaven. God's business while I'm on the face of the earth is to be handed over to people, to minister and serve people and snatch them out of the snares of the enemy. And that's very plain because, listen, generosity draws me closer to God. Deuteronomy 14, 23, the B section in the Living Bible. Now, you never knew it stood there. It says, the purpose of tithing is to teach you to always put God first in your lives. Wow. God said, I don't want to be second. I don't want to be third. I don't want to be something on the side. I don't want to be a Sunday morning and a Sunday night God. I don't want to be a God that you just hop from church to church and ministry to ministry and prophet to prophet. No, I want you to understand. If you can understand what generosity is about, it's always to put God first. That's the proof that God is first. Before I pay Edgar's and the bank and my house note and uh, the water and electricity and ESCOM, and we have all those bills. Listen, before I do that, that I will first put God first in my time, my finances. Sunday is the first day of the week. Yesterday, according to the Hebrew calendar, was the seventh day. Everything, the first, always belongs to God because the first determines what happens with the rest. I redeem the rest with the first. That's why you get much further with what you have left over when you put God first than what you carry everything, and you'll discover. That is so important <laughs> because Matthew six twenty one, Jesus in his words, his own words, he says, your heart will be wherever your treasure is. Wow. If God and his kingdom is my treasure, seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, then the houses, then the land, then the money, then the business, then the job, then the promotion, then everything you need will be added. But at start off, put God's kingdom first even more now in the time that we are, this time reveal where our hearts are really. Come on, people. The third benefit of being generous, generosity makes me more like Jesus. What? How is that possible? Yes, Proverbs 21, 26. Listen, it says, The greedy always want more. But the godly love to give. <laughs> oh my word. Luke chapter eleven forty one. It says, Purity is best demonstrated by generosity. That's Jesus. 
And what greater model we have that Jesus gave his life so that we might have life and have it in abundance. How more I give, how more I become like Jesus. Come on, somebody. That's very important. If I can understand this principle of the word, because I need to demonstrate to the world that Jesus loved them. He doesn't want nobody to perish and go to hell. Generosity makes me more like Jesus. Because that's why the fourth benefit is generosity is the cure for materialism. Matthew 6, 24. You cannot serve God and money. Wow. You will love the one and hate the other one. I've seen people, they love money and I prophesied people wealthy. They had nothing and they came to the ministry and God prospered them. And then they put God on the side burner and they do it their way. Just around the corner to discover they lose everything. Then God is the only foundation and source. That's why you cannot serve God and money. Important. In 1 Timothy 6, Paul sent Timothy this information and for us. Verse 17 and 19. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God. Most people never thought it can happen what happened right now. I know of humongous companies that went down the drain. Because wealth is uncertain. I know very wealthy people. They had people working in the house. They had people doing, polishing their shoes. Today they have to do it themselves. They had chauffeurs. Because listen what he says. He said, <coughs> to put their hope in wealth which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. God wants you to have everything that you can enjoy it. But uh, if you only put your trust on wealth, he'll be miserable. I know people, they're so wealthy, but they're so unhappy. But God gives you when you put him first, and you put your trust and your hope in God, then God gives you it to enjoy. Come on, somebody. <laughs> he said, command them to be generous and willing to share. <laughs> in this way, they will take hold of the life that is true life. That's Paul telling Timothy. He said, instruct the wealthy. That God wants them not to put their trust on the uncertain riches, but to put their hope on God, then to enjoy what God gave them. Listen, that's important. Number five, generosity demonstrates my faith. <laughs> Second Corinthians 9.13, your giving proves the reality of your faith. That's the Phillips translation. 
Your giving proves the reality of your faith, your action. Faith is action. How can you say you have the world's faith, says James? But there's no action involved. That's dead faith. Faith is not saying it. Faith is saying and act upon the word. <laughs> it says you are generous because of your faith. You are generous because of your faith. Malachi 3.10. Oh, I don't like that scripture. I know people say, somebody came to me and said, I don't believe in Malachi 3.10. That's Old Testament. I believe everything belongs to God what I have, but they're the most stingiest givers I've ever seen. Somebody, I was ministering and we had a lady came to the church. She was from the old apostolic church and this multimillionaire sat next to her. And she gave. <clears throat> and afterwards she came to me. She said, isn't that that very wealthy people that got the farm, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. She said, can you believe it? That time we had the sixpence. He, <laughs> she said, they dig under the notes. She said, I sat right next to put a, a sixpence in the offering. That is what people <laughs> keeps them not to experience the benefit of generosity. Because generosity, listen, <laughs> demonstrates my faith. Bring your whole tithe to my storehouse. Then test me and see if I will not throw, <laughs> throw open the floodgates of heaven. Throw. And that also means God's going to open you. You are a floodgate of heaven. Throw the floodgates of heaven. And pour you out so much blessing that you won't have enough room or room enough for it. Oh my word, that's the superabundance. That's what God wants you to be, exceptional. Not in survival mode, not average, not only successful, but significance means generosity. I need to be a person of integrity with God <laughs> to say, God, I honor your word. I'm going to do your word. I'm going to be a meek person, a humble person, and I'm going to be generous. Don't worry, we close to, through this agony. And number six, generosity reveals my character. Now, that's a very important thing. What do you mean, Gustav? How does it reveal my character? I'm going to help you some, with something. Because <laughs> Jesus said in Luke 16, 11, if you are untrustworthy with worldly wealth, who will trust you with the true riches of heaven? Wow. If you are untrustworthy with worldly wealth, who will trust you with the true riches of heaven? That's a very powerful statement that Jesus made. So generosity reveal. Where God is in my life and where are the earthly mindset operating. If you are preachers, I speak to you, don't chase money and fame. <laughs> Our granddaughter plays in the movie stuff, what we call in short films and stuff, and there's going to be one release now very shortly. You never see her. I always watch these things. To say, hi, I'm the actress. 
Hij nou mag de beekjes en je gaat van de berg en oh my word en mensen. We, we know them personally. You never see how they promote themselves. Because there's a character of Christ. And this is the thing. That your gift can make room. But your character will keep you there. A lot of people's gift open their door. We had people here speaking. And then you think while they preach. Oh Jesus this is a big mistake. Why did I allow them to come here and preach? Because it's all about me. Years ago, when my sister came to the Lord, and oh my word, that was about 1972, and we sang the song, There's nobody like thee, Lord, nobody like thee. And then she heard the song, and that years we didn't have just worship leaders, we had a chorus leader, and he said, Have somebody got a chorus? That's how they did the work. And she said, Yes, that song, There's nobody like me, Lord. <laughs> now, now, That's dangerous. Now she didn't, she thought that's how the song, generosity reveals my character. If I operate, the devil operates in getting. And the kingdom of darkness is all about get, and the communist is all about, but God's kingdom is operating all about giving. You can never outgive God. Number seven, generosity brings God's blessing. Hallelujah. <laughs> Proverbs 14, 31. He who gives to the poor lends unto the Lord and God will reward him. God is nobody's debtor. Come on, somebody. That's why we feed the poor. That's why we rescue the babies. That's why we, we, we farm and have a school and the restoration center for the women and one for the men and build the hospital. That, that, that's why to impact a community. He who gives to the poor. I was thinking, why? And I know big ministries that went down and pastors hopeless and they depressed. What helped us? We had the same opportunity. I had the same choices. It's because taking care of the poor. Listen. <laughs> Proverbs 22, 9. Generous people will be blessed. Wow. I've learned this thing. God cannot bless stingy people. Self-centered. Generous people will be blessed. Give generously. Deuteronomy 15.10. Then because of this. Moses putting it down. God will bless you in all your work. And in everything you put your hand to. If you give generously. <laughs> Second Corinthians 9 verse 7 to 8. God loves the one who gives gladly. Wow. If you give with an attitude, keep it. Buy yourself a McDonald's hamburger and uh, get yourself some ice skates or roller skates and skate down the, the road. <laughs> but if you give with joy, I give because I love God. It's lovers who are givers. Listen, God loves the one who gives gladly. And God will make it up to you by giving you Everything you need and more than what you need so that there will not only be enough for your own needs but plenty left over to give joyfully to others. Scripture tell us the character of God is a giving character. 
Number eight. Generosity, generosity increased my happiness. Wow. Acts 20, verse 35. <laughs> Listen, there's more happiness in giving than in receiving. Jesus also made that statement once. It's more blessed to give than to receive because it increased my happiness. I am blessed when I can be a blessing and help other people to understand it's God blessing them through just the earthen vessel. <laughs> Number nine, generosity expands my influence. I know famous people, but they have no influence. Then I don't know, or, or then I know people that's not famous. They're ordinary people. They're significant people, but they have great influence. Because at Proverbs 11.24, message translation, the world of the generous gets larger and larger, but the world of the stingy will get smaller and smaller. Wow. The world of the generous get larger and larger, but the world of self-centered, stingy people will get smaller and smaller. Psalm 112 verse 9, New Living Translation. Those who give generously to those in need will never be forgotten. They will have influence and honor. Mother Teresa and all those, if you just name her, mention her name amongst Catholics and non-Catholics, they say she's the one that took care of the poor. I don't care about the negative publicity. Or people who impact people's lives on the face of the earth. I, I bought some stuff from a, a lady who's a farmer yesterday. And she said, what ministry are you from? I said, Lofta. She said, I've heard about you all. You there and there and there. I said, yeah. So it will give you influence when you're generous because it expands my influence. Number 10, generosity multiplies my money. <laughs> wow! <laughs> A generous man will prosper. He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. Proverbs eleven twenty five. You will be enriched so that you can give even more generously. That's why God bless you. That's why God wants you to be a channel of blessing that he can bless you with more. If you're faithful in the little, God can bless you with much more. Come on. 2 Corinthians 9, 11. Number 11. Generosity brings God's protection. But not, not many people knows this. You are protected. Some of you... Don't even know you were supposed to be in a car accident that the enemy, uh, other situations, but God protected you through your generosity. It brings God's protection. Psalm 112 verse 5 to 6. All goes well for the generous man who conducts his business fairly. Such a man will not be overthrown by evil circumstances. We are living an evil. You will not be overthrown with the coronavirus, with the lockdown, with the schools closing further, uh, limited if there's a church service or no. You will not be limited. <laughs> Listen, people, because <laughs> God says this is the thing. 
It brings godly protection. It says, all goes well for the generous who conduct his business fairly. Such a man will not be overthrown by evil circumstances. God's constant care of him will make a deep impression on all who see it. Wow. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the Old Testament. <laughs> Daniel in the lion's den. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the burning fire furnace. Come on, somebody. Because God's protection and the last one before Lanzel came, generosity will be rewarded in heaven. Use your money. You didn't hear that. It didn't say hoard it up under the mattress. Use your money. Uh, well, it didn't say just keep it in the bank and have millions. Use your money. Use your money to do good. <laughs> Always being ready to share with others whatever God has given you. By doing this, you will be storing up real treasure for themselves in heaven. Where? For themselves in heaven. It brings a reward. It is the only safe investment for eternity. And they will be living a fruitful Christian life down here as well. Gustav, where in the world did you get that scripture? Thank you for asking Paul again. 1 Timothy 6 verse 18 and 19 from the Living Bible. <laughs> money is not evil. It's the love people have for money. Money, listen, you don't see <laughs> people with a hearse and then they've got a trailer behind them with the millions and that fancy car and the uh, Royal Albert T set and the diamonds and the jewelry in that. No, you never, you, uh, you've never seen, I've been in the funeral, there's not a hearse with a trailer. That's why you need to use your money to do good. Listen, people, that's very important. <laughs> that's in 1 Timothy, I said, 6, 18 and 19. And the last scripture, Luke chapter 16 and 9, and that's Jesus speaking, the New Living Translation I tell you, that's Jesus speaking, use your worldly resources to benefit others and make friends. God bless you to make friends, win them for relationship, win them for God's vision, win them for the ministry. How many friends will you have one day up there, come on, in eternity, that you win, that you preach the gospel because you use your resources he says, in this way, <clears throat> your generosity stores up a reward for you in heaven. Use your resources, your money. Use your worldly resources because <laughs> use it. You sponsor a project. You help feeding the, the poor and the hungry people that we are busy with and you help building a ministry and building a building and put a roof up and help keeping people in ministry. That's making friends. That's why God says, there's a great reward if you do that. Oh, I get, no, 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 no. Oh, what the, no, 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 no. 
Use your money because you rescue babies. You, 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 oh my word. You helped with the assignment. You took care of God's house. That's why God takes care of your house. You took care of God's people. That's why God will take care of your people. And this is the thing. You can never say, I love God. And you lift your hands and you say, oh, it's worship that's going to do the thing or it's prayer. All these things work out of the heart of generosity. Then God can answer your prayer. If you walk in forgiveness, then God can answer your prayer. Then God can move in this nation. Because the nature of God is giving. For God so love the world. You were created by God for God. And God bless you. Renew your mind so that you can grow, sow, and go. Lonzella is taking over. God bless you. And we love you. Tomorrow morning at 11. Keys of Faith. Good evening, family. What a powerful word tonight. And it's good to see you. And um, you've heard the word tonight. And we have to learn to activate the word. And what I've learned over the years is that many times you've got to activate your miracle. Remember, God has never changed his mind about you, changed his mind about this nation, changed his mind about your family. But we got to activate the miracle. God gave the promise to Elijah. The promise was the rain. It was not the fire. The fire was just one of it. So he kept on, you know, looking for the rain, prayed for the rain and, and kept on for the rain till the rain came and the drought broke. And I believe tonight that drought is breaking over families. Amen. Don't just see this as another sermon. I believe that God is effective in all he does. And this word going forth now, take it tonight. Take it as a family and say, we're going to, this drought over our finances is breaking. This drought over our family is breaking. We're going to use these principles because if we don't use the principles of the word, they will be principalities. <laughs> so right where you are, we're going to pray. I'm going to pray with you tonight. And we're just going to activate and release, you know, th that, that sound of, of the miraculous and the sound of heaven over your lives and over your finances in Jesus' name. Come on, let's pray. Let's pray. Like we say, Tandaza. Father, we thank you right now that this word has gone forth. The seed has been sown. And Lord, right now, as people are, are watching this broadcast, they're going to watch it tomorrow, wherever they are, in their houses, in wherever they are, Lord. I pray right now that faith will arise in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, that the miraculous will be activated, that you will give people, God, divine, godly, divine inspiration as in what to do. Lord, to speak life, to, to, to just start manifesting and walking in the miraculous and the supernatural natural in the mighty name of Jesus. I come right now and I speak life over families. I speak life over bodies. I speak healing right now over your body in Jesus name. I command every organ in that body to function to full capacity in the way that God has created it in Jesus' name. From your head to your feet in Jesus' name. If you're struggling with the coronavirus, we command it to go. We speak healing, restoration, 
and wholeness into your body right now, into families. Father, I thank you right now. You touch families. You touch marriages. You touch children, Lord. We thank you like we heard this morning. No fear for the rest of the year. I thank you right now, God, that faith is arising in the hearts of people, Lord. Like Elijah, he was a man just like us. He's a, he was a person just like us, but he prayed and, and there was rain. Hallelujah. And we thank you, Lord, right now that it's beginning to rain in families and in this nation and in the nations of the world. Right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you that the curse is broken through the blood of Jesus. And if you're watching tonight, take this word, man, meditate on it, listen to it over and over till it becomes part of your life. Amen. Worship is a lifestyle. It's not just a song. I said to my husband today, I know many, 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 many um, intercessors that pray, but I don't know a lot of singers that intercede. <laughs> so, so make it part of your life. And right now, perhaps you're watching tonight. And if you have family members in the house that does not know. Jesus Christ as your personal Lord, Savior, Deliverer, Healer. You're watching tonight and you say, well, I want my life to be changed, to be touched, and I want a new life. I'm tired of this old life. Right now, if that's you, please pray with me. Just pray after me. Say, say Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you. And Lord, I, I, tonight I admit and I cry out that I need you. I'm a sinner. Save me. Wash me in the blood of Jesus. And Lord, thank you. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. And I pray tonight. Come on, say, say it with me. Say, say after me. Say, I pray tonight. Help me to not just become a church goer or, or just religious, but to have a relationship with you and to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. And to be a disciple maker of Jesus. In Jesus name. If you look warm tonight. God wants you to be on fire. Like we say in Cape Town. On fire for the Messiah. And perhaps you save perhaps all of this. But this week you have a great task. We have, a, we have great work ahead of us. Wherever you're moving. You, you have people on your WhatsApps. You have people on your messenger. You have people at your work. At the bus stop. On the taxi. That you can tell about the goodness and the love of, of God in Jesus Christ for our lives. Loftal and all the people that's watching, we love you. And we're praying for you. Amen. Till next time, Sunday morning at 9 o'clock. And remember, every morning at 11, Pastor Gustav is ministering on the keys of faith. Take those keys. Man, we've had great testimonies of what God has done. But you got to activate the miracle. Amen. Like we say in Afrikaans, it comes not from self nie. You got to activate, activate it. We love you. And we pray that God bless you abundantly this week. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen.